this is this is serious because I went from like saying the whiskey situation to make you know to the actual you know magnitude of what it is. So I want to yeah clear up. What was the whiskey situation? Whiskey was supposed to drop on the fifteenth. Ah, uh, <laughs> no one is like I'm serious. I forgot. Like I, <laughs> yeah, that's not been even nearly. I thought even nearly on top of anyone's mind. Exactly at so, all. He did not drop, and he's not dropping until 2021. Okay, so, good. It's a how- bad time to try to drop an album. Right. I can't lie. Guys, your girl Shiro here with a new episode, and I know I just gave you guys a new episode. But I told you and I promise you that we're going to do an episode about what is happening in Nigeria. And for my Nigeria fam, we are here to not only cover the situation, but just have a better understanding of it. Because as I already said, I'm ignorant to exactly what is happening. But I definitely want for us to be able to understand and identify and see how we can bind up as a continent instead of just countries divided. So you know or just as a people period yeah so um yeah so i have matilda here with me from africa africa Lipso podcast and um yes there's i don't even know where to begin first let's introduce matilda correctly matilda go ahead and for sure yeah so as you like really said um my name is matilda i'm from the africa lipso podcast um i'm one of the hosts uh, one of the three hosts on that podcast um and we are a nigerian podcast but then we're in the diaspora um so all three of us are in canada and have been here for like at least seven years some of us a bit more but then um we are Nigerians at the end of the day. So when this happens, it uh, it kind of directly affects us because we have family and friends on the continent and on ground right now. So it's been interesting watching the whole thing unfold and almost very, um, I would say helpless because like... Um, we've been doing as much as we can given the fact that we're not there currently um but yeah we've been doing holding our own protests here and like um sending money to the people on ground and stuff as much as we can spreading awareness and yeah that's kind of what i was hoping to do here you know for the people that kind of don't understand what's happening yes and and Mm. there's a lot of us trust trust that it's interesting you know because like i guess because on twitter and i have been scrolling down my twitter like non-stop it's like i realized that a lot of my followers are nigerian so like we kind of all get it so i i forget a lot of times that um the world might not have a full view of everything so it's this is it's interesting and I'm, I'm honored to try to have that conversation at least be the like um be the voice so like some people can start to understand a bit better okay yeah that's because that's what we need we yeah. are over here um because there's so many different versions of this story Mm-hmm. You know, for because what it began for me, from what I heard of it, was that there was, of course, it was uh, centered around police brutality. Yes. But 
what I was understanding was that it was the younger, gen, you know, like the younger people who are, you know, entrepreneurs and those people who are getting affected because the police were targeting them because of their appearance, appearance and mm-hmm. their, their money they have. And then like yesterday, which was October 20th, it just took a complete, for me anyways, from what I was understanding, it took a, a bigger turn and became like a full blown, like just war. Massacre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Massacre. Yeah. And it was, it was ridiculous because it went from peaceful protests and, and targeting entrepreneurs to being a massacre. So it was like really a jump from me. So I wonder yeah. how it progressed and even just what is the understanding of what is happening at the moment? Okay. Just a brief summary, like it, the understanding, at least everyone has acknowledged that it's our government that has gone <laughs> rogue. Right. Basically, mm-hmm. they've gone um, military on us. Like, um, But if you really, really understood Nigeria, you would know that we are a democracy. No, we are in military rule under the guise of democracy. Mm. So um, this, for a lot of the younger generation, is coming as a shock, but the older generation is not finding this, like, it's not, they're not finding it surprising. They knew this. They just always didn't want this to happen, which is why they've kind of been turning a blind eye to, like, most things that have been happening because they know like what the government was they knew anyways what the government was capable of and like i feel like for a lot of us it was kind of like an awakening even though we kind of knew but it was a like a stark awakening to the fact that like (laughs) this is not really a democracy this is happening the government will deploy military men to kill us but um for like a holistic view i could start with explaining the police brutality thing um and explain what has happened basically over the years because we we know that the world kind of started seeing it properly when um people basically mobilized around the world and especially nigeria and made it like a global thing but this is something that's actually been going on um for a vast majority of our history wow yeah so um so like what we were initially protesting which by the way is not really exactly what we're protesting anymore because they started killing us um Mm. is the nsar so sars um stands for special anti-robbery squad it's like a a, like a special unit in the police force that was um targeted towards like armed robbery and like um what we call like yahoo boys and like all these things right um and it was established in 1992 um in nigeria yes it's been around since then and initially i guess it initially was to serve a purpose because at that point um in lagos there was like like there was unrest there was like the security wasn't great so like they created this to target that but then over the years like we've seen 
and honestly a lot of people don't even agree with it they didn't agree with it to start with like they've given them so much power so much like impunity that they can literally do whatever they want so um a lot of their men are not trained to start with they're literally people you pick up the street they're not paid well so um if they see like someone that's really young like and they're not making any money and someone that's really young is driving a car it's almost like a certain like why am i here and you're there like i also have a gun right they have guns to like shoot people and like to be honest when they shoot people nothing happens because that's like the system and this has gone on for years and years and years of them like literally being like oh you have dreadlocks you have tattoos you have so it's not like you have a laptop you're a yahoo boy um you have an iphone let's see what's inside bring out your laptop blah 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 and situations always escalate from there so like everyone in nigeria since we started these discussions knows someone that has been harassed by the police if they haven't been harassed themselves and like it's just the thing of they're not trained they're giving arms there's no um accountability when they actually commit these crimes and in the last couple of years there have been so this nsars movement is not it's not something that started this year we've protested a lot and they've told us that they're gonna end sars a lot in the past like over the past five years the government has come out in one way or the other to tell us that they've ended sars and then two weeks later we see these men back on the road barely two weeks later they're killing people again they're um it's 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 also like it's not even as small as just like holding people up like they rape women as well and then um through the discussions we started finding out that they actually have like little um what they call it like camps almost that they take people to and they kind of like exploit them because i was listening to a podcast that they actually had someone who had been kidnapped by the police by the way they help in like armed robberies like they are literally the criminals you get exactly they are thugs this woman was talking about how she went to a party with her friends and then on the way back they took her they told them to give her she was in like one state um lagos at the i think ibadan sorry at that point um and they took her all the way that's in oil they took her all the way to abuja and you guys can google it it's quite a distance it's like 18 hours imagine just on your way to a party and then you find yourself in the capital of the country and then they're telling you um they're like laying charges from nowhere um um to you like basically and you witness a lot of people dying basically in that place it's like they have like camps where they exploit people and they try to get you to like you know pay them huge amount of money um to drop those charges and it's like these things are going unchecked and we need you guys to end this special squad that we've identified that majority of the um the problems come from and then we can now talk about reforming the police and rehabilitating so we took to the streets like i think what had happened is they had killed someone in a state and then in lagos which is the um it's like the capital um the financial capital so it's not um if it was canada i would 
it's like Toronto and Ottawa. So Ottawa's like wow. Ottawa's the Abuja of Nigeria, um, where like the government works, but then Lagos is like Toronto, basically. It's like the oh, financial wow. and where everything happens. So then mm-hmm. um so that person dying was kind of like the catalyst and people took to the streets at on the I think it was the 9th of um October. And then um, it started as something small, but it was like something in the air that just made people start coming. Like it wasn't exactly organized. There was no leader this time. Um, People just took to the streets and then people saw people take to the streets. And it's kind of a thing that has been brewing for a long time. So it, it was really nice and inspiring to see Nigerians finally be like, enough is enough. And we're not backing because what had happened is the like maybe a week and so into the protest the government is like okay guys we've ended SARS and they wanted us to stop protesting because like it's also gained like a lot of international um, recognition Nigerians were protesting across literally the world about that um, and the government is like okay guys we've ended SARS but we're like that doesn't make sense you've told us this before we're not going back we had um, literally plans of we had given the government um, and told them that we're not stopping uh, protests until we see these plans. Like some of them are long term, but we still believe like there were things that they can do short term so we can see tangible things before we go back into the um, into our houses. And then you turn back because we've seen it happen. That's our government. They're not accountable for anything. Exactly. Right. Um, and then there was this like air of like. It was underlying, but it was also like a resistance to not to like everything. It's kind of like uh. if you really listen to the conversations had, it was like we are tired of SARS, but we're also tired of a leadership that can't be accountable for things that can't serve us like they're there to serve themselves. Nigeria is like one of the richest countries in like Africa, but then. Uh-huh why are we the poverty capital of the world because our politicians are taking all that money our um, senators are being paid that amount so like these are the conversations that were being had you know but it was still very 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 peaceful so um the government started doing things like on face level nothing tangible so we're still in the streets then they started sending like thugs out to like infiltrate the movement because everyone had Uh agreed literally everyone had agreed that it was a peaceful protest we were organizing everything ourselves there was um anytime um anyone needed help they um we had people on ground lawyers they started arresting protesters first of all and like the thing about being arrested is that you can actually go missing no one is accountable like if um if you go to prison there's no guarantee that they can't kill you in prison and then they'll just say you went missing that kind of thing so um we started organizing you know lawyers to bail people out started organizing food to um, give the protesters if you your phone got broken during that they started organizing people to fix the phones it was just like it was hope like we had never seen nigeria the way it was like yeah, you know like we always knew our potential but we never were allowed to see it because 
we've never we're a country of like different ethnicities and too many ethnicities so like we've uh-huh. never come together to fight something together christians muslims um um poor rich old um young everybody was on the same page you know like we were fighting a common enemy so then they start infiltrating it with thugs like paying people to attack um the protesters um and then we started banding together and literally taking videos of like every single time a thug would come and like try to infiltrate the movement there were videos going all over twitter when they'd um you know tie them together and get them to confess and they'll tell us like you know someone paid them to do this so they started by making the protest look like oh it's going crazy like people are mm-hmm. looting stuff but we're like that's not us like literally we are here where we kept reiterating we're peaceful protesters like what are you talking mm. about so um so in the days leading up because like it started getting really violent some people actually started dying because of all these thugs that they're sending out to kill protesters to um to um loot and make us look bad so like the older generation who have seen anarchy in their time by the way um they started being like okay you guys come on end this protest which is what they wanted right they wanted um like people older nigerians basically to turn on us and be like okay it's okay um the government is listening to you guys sit down you know which is what has been done in the past so um yeah so in fact i had a conversation with my parents and my dad was like this is looking like it's going to become like anarchy i know you guys have a point and everything but it's going to get violent very soon and i feel like older nigerians who were alive went um alive before nigeria became a democracy in 1999 they knew that like the capability of this government to to commit like atrocities right but we the young like i mean i was born in the 90s i um although like for a little bit we were in military rule i didn't really get to see it we heard these things but we truly believed like it was a democracy some people didn't but then um i guess i, I personally was naive and didn't understand the um gravity the magnitude you know and um keep in mind buhari our president right now was a military leader he's been our leader before but he was a military leader and back then he used to kill like kill a lot but like i guess when we voted him in um and i'll say we because I guess in 2015 we had a really bad president um and we just wanted him out and Buhari came in with this change change Nigeria you know and we were like okay you were bad when you were uh like a military leader but then we're a democracy now so maybe you have points and stuff like that but since he's led us he's he's disregarded the law he's disregarded democracy and we've seen it over and over again where he gave orders that completely defied the law but we still i i still think that we didn't realize that the magnitude until yesterday so um what had happened is there's two main in Lagos like the Toronto of Nigeria just to explain like I'd also say maybe like New York almost in um Nigeria yeah. um just to give context is what I'm doing um 
there's there were two main um protesting um grounds alausa which is like where the government buildings are on the mainland and then leki gate which is um on the island and it's kind of um so oh, there's so much context to give so there's this godfather in lagos his name is tinubu and he runs lagos literally on in the background he when he chooses the governor that is the governor that leads lagos basically wow. he owns that toll gate so um to go onto the um it's like the lucky toll gate like he makes a lot of money a day through those toll gates mm. so um over these protests because people had been um protesting at that location they're not they weren't allowing people pass through the toll gates and um he was losing a lot of money you know so um at um you know around 5 30 uh, october um, 20th people noticed that they started taking the cameras out of um out from the toll gate right and there's a lot of billboards there that light up the area and those billboards have never gone dark ever mm. they, they turned them off right and lagos had called a curfew so it's it's a strategy that the governor we start we started seeing different states use that strategy to kind of get the protesters to go home at least so we thought that's what they were doing so lagos declared a curfew at 2 p.m to take effect at um 4 p.m sorry they they announced it the same day though like I don't think it was 2 p.m but they mm-hmm. announced the curfew the same day and then protesters are like mm-hmm. you know what no we're not leaving here but that being said they extended the curfew like they extended the curfew to 9 p.m because they realized that you know um there's a lot of traffic in lagos it's gonna take a lot of people to um time to get back home you can't just announce a curfew the same day and expect everyone to be home so they extended it to 9 p.m but keep in mind they started removing the cameras at 5 30. they turned off the light before that at almost exactly 7 30 p.m or 7 45 thereabouts everything was dark protesters were peaceful protesters no one was they were sitting down they were waving the flags they were singing the national anthem they were doing stuff like that military rolls in with armors with guns and just opens fire wow they just open fire and start killing people they burn aimlessly the gun and like uh, a lot of nigerians nowadays um like sorry i see nowadays today started trying to turn it into a tribalistic thing because the north um we saw some northern people try to support buhari and like people started the wars again but we're like it makes no sense what you're saying when they opened fire yesterday they opened fire to everyone they didn't care if you were a woman or a man rich poor old they didn't care what class you were from they didn't cl- care what part of the country you were from they shot aimlessly no target they came to kill they had no dialogue it wasn't like okay guys come on go home it was we are here on strict orders to kill in their in their uniform so we know that they were directed the fed and um, the army only answers to commands they don't do things without a command so we know people sent them there 
they start killing people that's so, so shady. shady the fact that they everything everything about it it was, it awesome. was everything like um mm. it's so funny because earlier in the day when they were taking out the cameras and they took out the cameras so that there wouldn't be any evidence right people were like mm-hmm. yo you guys they're taking out every um a camera something's about to go down but like people didn't i still think people really didn't think it would come to that i i i personally think it's like the benefit of the doubt you know and let's be honest the thugs and everyone and like even the police i will mention they've been killing protesters throughout like it wasn't the um the lecky incident was not the like an isolated it wasn't the like the only incident that happened but like it's getting i have theories but i don't know but i think it's getting a lot of um attention first of all because um dj switch um she live streamed everything that was happening right so it got a lot of coverage and then two the lecky um like lecky is on the island as i mentioned so it's a lot of um middle class people too so um i feel like we've been seeing these things happen but i think that people hadn't necessarily personalized it yet because they were under this like they they sold us this idea that it was like you know thugs that were being killed you know like people that were already inflicting violence that kind of thing this is my theory i don't know but i feel like the lucky one just hit home because it's kind of where the middle class resides so it was kind of sending a message to literally everyone now like we don't give a damn what kind of nigerian you are we will kill you exactly so yeah. um yeah so not only do they shoot them they set fire on both sides to block them in and they're still uh, shooting right they can't go anywhere then on the live everyone is watching people die in real time they they um the ambulance cuz remember i said like the, during the protest we organized everything we organized a helpline even so that like if anyone's hurt like people can get to them immediately immediately things were happening people were tweeting taking pictures saying please send the ambulance they sent the ambulance and the military didn't let the ambulance att- like they didn't let them through whatever barricade they have put so people that could have survived still died and i read somewhere that it's like it's a like a, a war crime to not observe medical um neutrality i believe and like even in syria where there's a lot of like war they still let medical professionals through and they didn't respect that they were just shooting and i'm saying this but as we speak they are still killing people like nigeria has it's anarchy all over the country right now it's and i don't even want to describe it as anarchy because that makes it seem like we are attacking them they keep saying okay guys go back in and stuff but we're like we're not the ones doing anything it's literally the army killing people in the streets till this minute that i speak to you 
police army are on the streets killing people that aren't even protesting today on twitter we saw um someone get shot in their house and this one hit home because i started seeing people of that know people that knew the person on twitter do you get what i mean like this was the guy was like um in the developer um sorry the design um community back home like in lagos there's becoming like there's a really big tech space so i think he was like a designer or something and like his girlfriend found out that he was dead over twitter literally she saw pictures of this boy he um the i think it was a stray bullet that hit him in the neck he was literally from what i heard allegedly in his compound in his house not protesting literally three hours before he died he said nigeria will not end me and and we saw pictures of him in his mother's arms bleeding out dying his girlfriend literally finding out on twitter and just emoting basically and we are seeing this collectively and mourning as a nation and it's just upsetting to see and that's yeah. i watched her thing where it was this girl dancing. oh yeah that's how you know it was a peaceful protest and then you know they say let on let on she that night she had passed and and it was just peaceful protesting and 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 people are there dancing singing like you can tell that it was not supposed to be harmful it was supposed to be awareness it's only to bring awareness and these people they not only did they decide they're going to be brutal they decided they're going to be calculated about it so that's the worst you know because they're treating you guys as if you guys are in real life war because only the military is going to strategize on how to get their opponents so you guys are not oppo- opponents you guys are just citizens yeah. you know trying to do a piece of progress eh, yeah, it, uh, I'm, 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 I'm about to get <laughs> yeah go ahead because like even the aftermath of it is is even more upsetting because the governor has been saying so many different things first of all overnight while this was going on keep in mind it was being live streamed on instagram why was the government silent for like literally no one sent help the governor did not respond so their silence was complicit to everything they knew they knew that this was happening because why didn't they send if first of all they they started by saying the army wasn't there it was fake news so then we have videos and proof that literally they were there um while the army is still denying it the governor is saying that the army was there but they were shooting in the air and no one died (laughs) what I oh. I literally watched someone die on IG live yesterday. What are you telling me? What are you saying? And then um and then he comes and then after everything um so they burn Lekki Tollgate down. We don't even know who did it cuz like the person that was streaming it um their phone died. Um, um and then surprisingly network became slow mtn tweeted out and they're like oh sorry guys there was like a communication issue but then people were allegedly anyways they were hitting down like towers to um basically stop people connecting to the internet at that um specific area 
um so her phone goes down we stop hearing anything live from that and the next thing we know um um the dj switch woman was like okay we're in the hospital now and then somolu who's the governor starts doing a press run going to hospitals to 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 take pictures what with the people that are surviving surviving and then i don't to be honest and then he starts with oh only one person died where like people said they counted at least 20 bodies shot down on the spot dead on the spot before they left and you're saying there was only one casualty president buhari still hasn't addressed the country uh, country as we speak now that's just that's that's it it shows it was i'm just upset and like i think it's really sensitive right now um because i know even when you said to come on i as i was texting i was actually in bed um just trying to process this and we aren't able to process this properly because everything is still happening we don't know where we're going but um I was saying that I was telling you that we went for the vigil in Ottawa today and I felt hope because I feel like what they'd done yesterday really killed a lot of broke a lot of people killed a lot of people's hope Mm -hmm. that um, this could really make a change but then I know we're not on ground like people in Ottawa and it's easier to say when you're far away but then going to the protest vigil thing today and seeing people's anger and saying we're not backing down you can kill us but then you can't kill all of us and you guys might have the military but we have our voices we have and we're not going to stop literally until um you guys are taken down essentially somehow or some way this is not going to be the generation you're going to mess with because they were um we have old people parents of pe- grandparents that were there saying that we were also told we were the future of tomorrow and look at us we have kids we have grandkids mm. They, they're telling us to not stop because that's what had happened they want to kill our voices they want us to stop but we're not so it's it was just it's Mm-mm. power and strength in the numbers but it's also calling on other africans to stand with us because we're seeing this happen all over the continent and only one president so far has even talked about this um the Ghanaian president and he said he talked to our president who we've not even heard from mm. um and like so then where are other african leaders here where's ECOWAS, which is the economic um it's like the commission of west africa um where is african union where are we when we need to solve our problems why this man is going to and i'm not even saying he might he will face this thing that he's done buhari every single person involved oh, yeah. they will they will be brought to justice and we are we're saying we're not stopping if this is like very very sad and we're still mourning the people that have died and are still dying currently and not just at lekki togit everywhere in the country that was just the like face of the whole thing but we know that they're still killing us and we're not stopping basically yes. yeah 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 in Nigeria, uh, and the thing about Nigeria that I 
love is the way that you guys stand up like already as a dominating country in Africa and and worldwide really because Nigerians have learned how to take over everything um it's just great that you guys can also have such a global kind of protest that took over everywhere like you see people in UK you see people in Canada America like there were no places that there was no but you know what's upsetting the only reason the only reason that there's Nigerian voices all over the world is because we can't even live in our country the average Nigerian dream before this was to leave Nigeria was to make sure that you have another passport so you have a second plan if you can afford it the, uh, today we um, a lot of people were talking about the fact that um some girl said like she never thought about leaving Nigeria until 2016 she was kidnapped and when she was um, released the police came to beg her not to t- to press charges the police <laughs> the police wow wow if if our country was any good we would not be all over the world and they've made a mistake by selling us the idea of democracy because we're not shutting up now thank you for chasing us outside the country we will do what we can do from here too so yeah there's more strength in in the diaspora actually because you guys have the ability to see so much more and that's why i'm thankful for being in the diaspora because it allows me to look at different perspectives yeah it kind of it gives it's almost it's a luxury Um, to be honest yeah it's true it is absolutely true and and that's what i'm that's what i'm saying it's really big and and as we cannot conclude it or we cannot find a solution to it because as you said it is still actively going on and not even that it's been happening since it this began in 1992 and has been going on since so I mean this is this is just something that but the thing about this generation as we have seen with Black Lives Matter and as we've seen with other things we are not backing down to whatever you know if we are given this idea that we are living in a democracy then we're going to chase that you promised yeah idea you know so that's just the difference here and and unfortunately for Africa we have leaders who don't have you know (laughs) that's the thing that pisses us off and leaves us in this weird place because if you cannot go to the leaders, if you cannot go to the police, if you cannot go to the average person to help you because they're thinking about, oh, well, if I support the police, if I support the government, I'm going to get money. If I don't, then I'm going to lose yeah. my opportunity for money. It leaves us in a very ugly place because even us, we even in Kenya, even me, as I'm doing my business there, like I get my oh, stuff stolen from customs. I get them. They told me like, oh, you have to pay double the price, or you have to pay equal the price for you to get your items. They are going to mess with you. Yeah. They're going to mess with you. Soldiers and people in 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 Africa, they don't. They yeah, they, they don't. don't. They don't get paid. So they're going to find other ways to kind of harass you or, or yeah. make their ends meet. It's upsetting it's really though sad. because it's I'm so really sorry to cut you. I'm so so sorry. Please hold. No, no, it's upsetting it's in this movement because one of the things we were protesting for is to increase these people's salaries. Mm-hmm. We are not against oh, the police. Wow. We what um some people believe that they serve their purpose. They're not being paid. They're being as disserviced as we are. 
pay them right so why are they turning against us and still killing us we are fighting for you and it's as you said it's ugly because they because of poverty they can't see these things and it, it leaves us in this constant cycle because we should not be saying the same things that we watched our grandparents yeah. being our story you know it, it really shows us why we cannot progress and and then on top of that it allows the you know outside world to look at us and say oh they are not getting themselves together anyways we don't yeah. have to worry about them ah it, it really just takes us backwards and right now we really need yeah. to move forward but um yeah I, I mean this is the thing i love it because nigeria yeah. has the voice to do it because my friends and everybody else has told me like oh you know nigeria not at all is going through something right now and then you give you the list of other african countries who are going through genocide and massive and just yeah. so many things that it doesn't yeah. make sense it doesn't make sense and this is the africa that we hold as our future because we as diasporans yes. we see the potential so we look at it like Africa has so much potential to do this do that and at it the end is. of the day it's our home so we yeah. want to see our homes prosper <sighs> but this much. is actually it's a call much. out to like you know other Africans like it doesn't matter if you're not Nigerian I promise you like it's mm-hmm. gonna it's it, this affects us all like i know it might not directly affect you but if nigeria wins this i promise you like we're not gonna like africa is gonna be able to see that this isn't a thing that we have to take like it's kind of like seeing hope it's the hope Exactly. Yeah, setting like setting an example this is why i really 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 feel like mm-hmm. even if you're not nigerian please lend your voice donate do what you can in your capacity to help this because we we're fighting the same struggles like in our different countries and if we are able to come out of it i promise you we're all gonna see that we have m- more potential than they give us um give us some credit for because if nigeria wins this then like why would kenya still want to be in the position they're they're in they're gonna know that it's it's not something they have to take and then we'll all stand together and we'll fight it together so it's it's not a nigerian it's a bigger war it's a bigger war than just yeah it's not just one continent and that's i mean not one country and actually it's not even just yeah. a continent we all have to do it people we are dying like hum- just for humanity yeah. like this isn't right it's really bad it's really it's really yeah it's and like i said i've called oh, 2021 of the most 2020 has been like a call out here all around anyway like it's been calling people out to either choose yeah. like what do you really stand for and that's what this year has really kind of showed us what do we stand for and if you really are about love peace and just a betterment of our people you already know like this is this is this is this is not a one person fight you cannot say oh well Kenya is going through their own thing anyways we cannot fight Nigeria's fight because Kenya is going through their own thing too. No. It, it's not right it's not right for us to think that way 
because then we're always going to be the target. Yeah. We're always going to be an easy target because we're so divided. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But definitely, you have literally broken it down. Trust me, it goes way. deeper. Like, if we were to it's, sit here and talk about uh, Nigeria's history, it just starts making more sense and it puts this in context. And you understand why, like, over generations, like, it's kind of been people keeping quiet, putting their heads down, and just letting the government do what they do because this has happened so many times, even in the recent history. And, like, people are just tired of dying and so they keep quiet. But you know what? No. No more. It's gonna take a sacrifice. Will. Those people are not gonna die in vain. But, That's know. that that we know. Yeah. Exactly. And this rumble and everything that it's making around the world is not going to. Yeah, all of this is not going to be unseen. Like it's not going to just be like a big movement that but happens. Really, and then all of a sudden it dies sometimes down. I'm frustrated because so, what what really. What did they? What do they think? What, what do they really think? Like w- when they sent out those soldiers yesterday, what did they think? Did did they think they were gonna but, come yeah. and kill us, mm-hmm. and we were going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. We're backing down. We're gonna keep quiet. This is a fight for all of us. Literally, if we back down, this will be our story. Like this will be our story for future generations to come and people are saying oh in 2023 we'll vote this man out if this man can open fire on peaceful protesters what makes you think you can vote him out what makes you think for a split second that you can Uh, vote him out uh, uh, if he can get away with what he's done now it's not gonna be yeah please it's not gonna be a matter of votes it's going to be a matter of straight up yeah, I guess so upset. I'm so out. sorry. Uh, no, no, no. You should, and and that's what I'm saying. Like when people hear what it really means, they understand yeah. the magnitude of what's happening. You know, because it's not just something that's a hashtag, and and a lot of people just start hashtagging things and not understanding them what it really means. And before I fall into that, I wanted to make sure that I definitely. I'm understanding all of it. From, as much well, as not can. all of it, yeah. but as much as I can understand yeah. at this moment. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I I, I definitely understand what's, what's happening because it, it went from a simple... And, and all of this is the same thing that's happening because people look over here in America and say, all these riots, all these things that are happening. Yeah. No, the government pays for them to yeah. start doing these things you know and, and then then we it, it gets the message gets mixed up i really cannot wait for 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 the resolution that you know nigeria deserves africa deserves to see and yeah. just everything I, I cannot wait for it because you know as you're saying it would be an example and it really would it really would because once we see that we can overturn a government a president uh, a way of, of basically a lifestyle that has been curated we will be able to finally have that gumption that we need to fight for ourselves again because yeah. we've already done it before you know we can do it again Yeah. so it's just about each generation has their fight. 
so it's they just do. about us rising up to you know the challenge and the occasion which is for us to fight for the democracy and the Africa we actually want to see for our kids yes that's that's bigger than anything like we cannot keep having this same Africa for the rest of our existence you know yes. it just doesn't make sense we have way too much potential for this yes. <sighs> yeah so please if you have some of course we want to you know send out prayers and you know just our thoughts our prayers our everything you know because we i i mean like i said i don't like for it, we are not free until we are all free that's number one yes. and then we are not going anywhere if we are constantly fighting our past and the same things that happened in our past history yeah. is supposed to be our guiding light but it's not yeah. supposed to be what we mimic so yeah. i just wish that we i really pray that this is the beginning of something huge in africa that we want to see yes and and you guys um whoever is listening can lend your voices to it um there's a hashtag and like what a lot of people have been trying to do is make it trend to like basically catch the attention just bring awareness generally and it's um the hashtag and SARS even though like it's much bigger than that now it's kind of what this started with so like a lot of people are still tweeting with it so um keep tweeting with that tweeting with that hashtag um also if if you're in a country where this works um write to your representatives um because the more african voices african politicians are speaking up around about it um the more um i guess the government is going to feel pressured on all sides um so write to whoever um like governs you whoever you can to speak up about it to amplify your voices and to express that uh, for example Kenyans are not pleased about this so you can get a response from your government about the issue um there's also donating like the feminist coalition they've been the people that basically have organized um paramedics um feeding people um housing people that have been displaced um treat um like yeah basically treating people which has been the main thing in the last 24 hours making sure like the people are um their hospital bills are paid and like stuff like that you can donate to them um i know like literally the twitter ceo jack he literally tweeted out um a way for you to donate bitcoin to them like there's so many avenues for you to give to them and know that the money that they are um being given is being accounted for like literally to be sent they are explaining how they are spending this money and um just know that your um your dollars or your whatever currency you are giving is a long way to this to helping this fight so literally all of us have our parts to play and um turning a blind eye is shouldn't be an option unacceptable yeah unacceptable so do your yeah. part we'll we'll do Everyone's this part. if yeah. you have a platform please use it to um raise more awareness as we yes. as Matilda just said we do want the hashtag to 
go as viral as possible and gain the attention of everyone that it can and people who can possibly make a change yeah sign petitions you know yes yes and and please send me everything so i I will drop it down below i definitely will yes thank you so much for joining me and clarifying and giving us some understanding um i wish the understanding led to solutions yeah but i i hope that it actually does yeah we'll see we'll see things as they unfold and like Mm -hmm. this is not the end i promise you so yeah you're adamant about that and that 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 right there is basically what we need yeah and i know if you are the one and you're in canada just imagine the people that are on the ground yeah oh people are upset people are angry Mm. yeah it's not over not even yeah that anger using that anger as a burden and uh leading them to what they need to go to yeah and and hopefully and i really hope that this leads africa into the right direction yeah so um yeah yeah. i'm hoping that this is figured and sorted really quick hopefully i mean we can hope but you know, I would love to have a chat after it's all said and done. I'm really hoping I, we can have a chat after the victory. Of know, course, of course. It's about to happen. Of course. So, yeah. So for now, you guys, make sure you play your part. Make sure you do what you need to do. The links will be down in the description on how you can help this movement and how you can do something about what is happening right now with our Nigerian fam. Like, what is happening yeah but this is bigger than 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 even egos and country lines this is bigger than that yeah so yeah so thank you once again matilda thanks for having um, me sure sorry for, for what is happening i hope you haven't had anybody directly you know that's you know affected but mm-hmm. you know yeah. for all lives lost we are sending prayers and uh, our thoughts yes yes I don't even know how to end that, but yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a good place to end it, honestly. Yes, I I just don't even feel good because I don't have a solution, and I'm a solution-based person. Yeah, but sometimes there aren't. So the solution isn't necessarily apparent, but like the hope is necessary, Mm -hmm. you know. And this hope, I really. I know that it will turn into something. We're still in mourning, so it's it's necessary that we really process the the loss that we've experienced and then start strategizing how to move forward. I have faith. I have faith. Yeah. I have faith. But yes. So until next time, guys, I hope you have learned something and I hope that it inspires you to do the right thing and help out in any way that you can. And once again, I am your host, Shiro. I've been joined with Matilda. Me. From the Africa Lips of Pod. Yes, yes. And you can also find that down below for more updates and just more back, you know, backstory on so many things. And just, you guys' podcast is awesome. And I've already told you guys that. You know, we feel likewise about yours. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And, you know, I would love to have another conversation for a lighter topic but as of right now this has been DKM Club Pod <laughs> nice Ooh. ending thank you so much for having me Cheryl it's, uh, I'm, I'm happy to have had this moment and now I can officially be out of the ignorance yeah. portion of things 
and hopefully I can get a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Your people in France, in it. <laughs> uh, my friends, my, my people everywhere, everywhere. It's growing, it's growing. By the day. Yes, yes, yes. Um, to so growth, just, man. I really want for everyone to. It's bigger than whatever because. I just hate to see it. I really hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm tired. It's so ridiculous. Our podcast is meant to be back in November and I'm dreading every moment of it approaching because like I just don't know how to process all of this and continue going after all of this is happening. Except if like every week we're coming out with more like MSARS content. It's just I don't know. I don't even know how to sit down and start editing stuff like when there's protests going on. You know, it's just hard. That's a lot. But the the thing is that your platform is uh, you, you don't underestimate your platform. You do not underestimate your platform because somebody could be listening that can have some kind of power do something you know yeah and even your voice in itself has power yeah so i mean even if it feels like we're not doing everything or what we feel like we should be doing we're doing something and even though it's gonna suck you know it is at least going to help someone understand yeah, better what's happening yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's really all about that i just i can't even imagine i cannot even imagine what's happening on the ground and then having family back home oh it's scary literally all day like i've just been like texting my parents to make sure they're fine and they're like yeah they're staying inside they're not even coming downstairs they're not going outside it's just you don't even know because you're hearing reports of people literally in their compound and like because like in nigeria there's like high gates around like every house so it's like for street bullets to even get into people's compounds and them like raiding people's houses and stuff like that it's scary it's very scary it doesn't make sense it doesn't make, it sense. Doesn't make sense no yeah because it's now that it's the carelessness is just on another level Bye. well yeah get some rest get some thank rest. you you too thank you so much for having me this should be out tomorrow okay uh, when i wake up in the morning is it okay if i send you the links when i wake up in the morning absolutely, absolutely. i'm on it i'm on it yes good night Thanks sleep so much. As, as you, you too god bless stay safe you as well all right bye cheryl